You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Uh, that's what that face was. Uh, uh. Hi. Hi. How's, how, how are you? Oh, it's just me, your COVID queen. I've recovered, though. Oh, hell yeah. And Zero out of ten. Do not re- recommend. Mm-hmm. But your buds, have they rec- have they recovered? So, there's a hint. There's a what hint of it. Oh, like it. Like essence. it's not your. F- yeah, it's the an essence, essence of, of a Coke. Yeah, it, essentially, yes. It's like a faint taste of anything now. Thankfully, oh, those few days were. Uh, what was your favorite thing to consume when you couldn't taste anything? Nothing. Literally, I didn't want to eat anything. But like nothing, ta- like felt cool in your mouth. Mm-mm. Nothing. It didn't like affect. It was just texture in your mouth. So like, if you have like weird texture things to begin with, That's or mean. like if you can't get like wrap your m- mind around like I had Brussels sprouts and I'm like I hate Brussels sprouts. I can't get my mind around this that I'm eating them right now. Right. Right. Blech. Right. Yeah. It was weird. But Zero to ten. Recovered though. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it either. I I didn't even get the taste bud thing, but I s- still had a bad time. Do not recommend wear your mask, people. Okay, wear that's all. Those... I know. That's as far as I I'm gonna go. Too much fun. Too much fun. Too much fun. Too much fun. Put my face out there. Too much. <laughs> I was licking too many door handles. And that's all those where debit I debit machines, to stop. right? You're like yeah, every debit yeah. machine you saw. You're like that's gotta be in my mouth. Yep. Just put your pick of my nose, you know. Sometimes, sometimes you just gotta. Sometimes you just gotta swipe that tongue. No, (laughs) charge it. (laughs) I'm done. I hate us. How are you? What are you doing? What are you reading? I just, just, just finished. Um, what was that book I was reading? Night pictures, or hidden oh, pictures, oh. or what was it called? I can't remember now. I can't pictures. Remember. Yeah, hidden pictures. This one you'll, you'll recognize as soon as you see the cove. No, was I not reading this one last week? Were you? I think so. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah, well, maybe you remember? had just finished something and you're like, I'm about. I need to find something. Oh no, okay, no, never mind. No, because. Deb told me that I had to stop reading our Lisa Jewell book so that she could catch up. That was what you were talking about last week because you were like, oh, I was like, how is Lisa yeah. Jewell? Yeah. So I picked this other book to read at night because I like, mm-hmm. I, I, I would read Bear Town. Like I would read The Winners All Night, but I got to take notes. So mm-hmm. sometimes you get too snoozy and it's like, I'm not note taken right now. Not me- right meow. No. <laughs> not right meow. No. So I need a night read. So I read this book. Night read. Working on my night, night read. read. Yeah. It was okay. I don't know. Yeah. I think I'd give it like 2.5. <laughs> yeah. It was okay. Yeah. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> I like read it. And if someone else is interested in reading it, I wouldn't, like, I would say, yeah, like there was a paranormal okay, aspect sure. to it, but I knew that. I knew that going into it. Okay. So going I, into it. it wasn't surprise yes. paranormal. No. 
No. Mm, and I was prepared okay. for it and it fit the storyline. It was necessary for how things were going. And then there was a twist and it was like, the twist was almost like a little controversial. So I was kind mm. of like, hmm, I don't know how I feel about this. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Controversy. So, hmm. Yeah. I'll t- I, I mean, I don't know if you're going to read it. I won't tell you. It, okay. It Maybe. The cover looks cool, but other than that, I don't know. You're not hyping it up for me. I know. I'm really not selling it. The one thing I It's great. Two stars. (laughs) Two and a half. Two and a half. Oh, sorry. Two and a half. (laughs) They're like a huge aspect of the book is um, like hand-drawn pictures and they show the pictures in the book, which is cool. I like that. Yeah. Okay. And there's a creep aspect to them as well. Which I also like. Ooh, yeah, love a good and creep. Like, the pictures took a little bit to load on my e-reader, so I always knew when a picture was coming, and I'd kind of like brace myself, like, "Oh, it's gonna be a spooky one. <laughs> it's gonna be a creep picture." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good though. That part was good. Okay. What are you reading? What are you doing? Your toes. Yeah. Um, my fingertips. I, I finished. Did I finish listening to Anxious People last mm-hmm. week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember. Like, well, listen to it. So good. Bitch. Yeah, bitch, listen to that bitch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, and other than that, no, I'm not listening to, I'm not doing any, <laughs> reading anything new. I'm still reading the guest licks lick. The guest oh, lick. That's a big one. Though. Guess, that's a big, big it's a big, book. it's a big old book. I didn't realize, but I'm liking it. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> so, and then What's I've been the listening to. the young girl's to- name? The young girl? Pause. What's her name? Pods? Oh, Lizzie? That's Olivia? Olivia. The sister? Yeah. The younger sister? Yeah. Olivia. I like her. Yes. I like so far, her. I like her as well. Yeah. Um, you're listening um, to what? I'm li- I'm li- I listen to a new podcast called Hoaxed. So if you oh, like is that a, the one you told me to listen to? Yeah. If you like like a whole town that's been brainwashed kind of thing, it's interesting. This was Canada recent too. Like United UK. States. Oh, UK. <laughs> the United Kingdom. The United Kingdom. Dang. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't Canada have anything united about their name? Why aren't we United, like united Forests? UF. C. UF. <laughs> yeah, UFC. <laughs> united Forest Canada. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no hexagon rings around here, though. <laughs> Just trees. Fight like to the death. <laughs> Oh, and then also fucking something was wrong this that season. Guy is a fucking piece of work. Yes, he is. I think the last episode was called "Fucking Psycho," and I'm like, ah, yeah, ah, yeah. I, I got just some feelings. I hate it, but also like I know like knew fifty people like that when you're like, why are I seeing know. guys like that? I don't know. It's like they have to compensate. It's like they were talking about that in Winners where Maya was talking with the guy on the train and she's like, mm, all hockey guys mm-hmm. are the same. They the have same. to compensate. True. Like they're always feeling like they need true. to fight. They're in a little unit. Mm-hmm. So like that's what happened. They were made fun of when they first decided to become scene, <laughs> and then they got cool and then they're like, suck my dick, bitches! I was just going to say, somebody things. sucks their dick and then they're like, I yeah. can cut hair. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I have tattoos. I'll cut your hair if you suck my dick. <laughs> Literally. Uh, probably. Yeah. Wow. Uh, anyways, that guy was the worst. I just 
I love that podcast how then she's like, and next week, and there's a whole new character, a new person coming in. And you're like, wait a second. I know. I wonder what's going to happen. Like, I wonder if there's going to be an end. I found his Instagram, obviously. I know. I obviously did. still there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did as well. I did a little bit of a deep dive and was like, hmm. Hmm." Seems just like any other guy from my high school days. (laughs) Seems like a twat. Seems like a twat. Speaking of twats, who to twat? Should we, should we, we got read some this new book? <laughs> oh yeah, we got, we got some new twats. <laughs> Yay! Do we have any new babes? Yes, there are new babes. Okay, we don't think you're twats. No, no, no. We think you're are babes. You? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining the group, Sarah, Christine, and Valerie. So, Thanks. welcome, babes. All right, yeah. You want to talk about this book because it's gonna be like yes. seventy thousand hours. Okay, I trimmed down my notes. I hope I am okay. All right. Yes. I'll this just week, talk really fast. <laughs> okay, your turn. Feel free to listen to this on two point oh. Okay. <laughs> No, don't. I'm triggered. (laughs) No, I hated it. That was so funny. Who told us to do that? Was it um Shauna? I don't you I thought you were the one who told me to do it. No, no, I think it was Shauna reading for like Shauna. She was like Um, like she was just saying how funny that my laugh was on 2.0 and I was like (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This week, we're reading chapters 26 to 51. And Caitlin got all the long chapters this 50 week. 50 fun. All right. This week, we're starting off with Hannah and Johnny in the Hied Hospital. They're obviously both working nonstop. Um, but Hannah is kind of stressing because somebody needs to take care of the children and Hannah can't go home until the roads are clear, but Johnny's the one clearing the roads. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword here. So this also kind of just like sums up their whole relationship in a, mm-hmm. in, with a big bow and everything though, mm-hmm. too, because their relationship with each other is also a relationship with their community because they're mm-hmm. so like community minded johnny is feeling guilty because the number one like his boss broke his leg how do you, how do you say his boss's name chantal oh yeah <laughs> i ben get ben get isn't that so, yeah it's just like a bunch of letters <laughs> it's just a bunch of letters yeah so so something that people in Hied and Beartown have um is just feeling guilty for no reason which I mean though same so it's okay Johnny <laughs> everybody everybody everywhere aka me wait a second <laughs> oops um so Johnny's just like this amazing person essentially won't say no to anybody. And I'm like, hello, Justin, is that you? Oh my God, it is Justin! (laughs) In the end, Johnny ends up leaving to go work in the forest and he says he'll be home for dinner. And I'm like, I hope this is not foreshadowing. Johnny better not die. I'm going to have sex with Uh, you tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, how is he going to have sex with her tomorrow if he's not home? 
for oh dinner. God, Liz, I just had a thought. If Justin was a firefighter, you would literally never see him. You would no. never see him. He would mm-hmm. be there all the time. Mm-hmm. He would be. This is true. <laughs> Not to be a firefighter. <laughs> Justin, don't get any ideas. Okay. Johnny is irked by Bear Town and the whole rink fiasco and the tails fiasco. Um, and the fact that they're clearing the roads to the rink and Tails supermarket first. Um, of course, Hannah's the one to calm him down. Um, but rumors and hot takes about he had hockey start flying. Hannah's just hoping that her children don't hear about all the rumors. Um, and it's too late, though. They've already heard them all. So... As the train moves further north and the forest becomes more dense, you can start to see the destruction of the storm. Maya's on the train. An old man gets on the train. Uh, Maya helps him put his luggage away, and he recognizes the bear that she's wearing on her hat. Um, oh, I hate this This guy. was a quote. I know. This was a quote. You can never trust anyone who doesn't have something in their life that they love beyond measure. I thought that was interesting. What have you got in your life that you love beyond measure? What do I have in my life that I love beyond measure? My husband and my dog. I can't oh. even. My first thought was Ruby. So, good <laughs> thing Ryan I mean, doesn't listen. <laughs> I mean, I knew yeah. you're not wrong. I'd probably pick Brandy first too. I was thinking like Ruby, my bed, <laughs> my book, my e-reader, my e-reader setup. Mini oh, eggs, Marty. Clutch. <laughs> I showed I showed my dad my setup, and he was like, "Oh, that's sweet." <laughs> you know what? Actually, right. the other night I was reading, and I was like, "I wish I had the stand." <laughs> um, the man tells Maya that he's going to visit his daughter who lives in Hied. She tells the man she's going home for a funeral, and he asks if it was anyone close. Maya starts to think about how it was the whole town against her family, and Ramona was the first one to speak up in their defense, um, and she had to pack behind her. So, no, it wasn't anybody close, but at the same time, it was somebody entirely close, right? Mm-hmm. The only person who believed in her. Um and the man starts reading annual reports, which I was like, question mark, question mark. Mm-hmm. And we find out later mm-hmm. what is up with that. <clears throat> There's an old American car in the lot at the Bearskin, which comes around again later because we meet somebody new this mm-hmm. time. What is he, a trash bandit? Trash bandit. <laughs> trash bandit? <Yeah. laughs> trash bandit. Um, Trash bandit. Team U is in the basement. Peter notes that he does not have a hot temper like everybody assumes he does. On the way out, Peter spots a photo of the little girl that we keep hearing about. And Team U tells him that she's going to be better than him. Um, Peter has heard about her. He knows she spent a lot of time, spends a lot of time with Sune, um, who isn't, hasn't really come around this book. Yeah, I'm like, where is he? Is Where's he actually, Sune? did he die? He didn't die yet, did he? No, he hasn't died. Like, they're talking about this little girl who still goes to Sune's house. Weird. So, like, he okay, should be good. Know. He's just not integral. We're hearing too I much guess. about fucking little bitch Mateo. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I'm a dick. Get out of here. <laughs> okay. So, it isn't the violence that sets Team U apart from the police. It's dependability. This is what Peter realizes and why people call on him instead of police in tough situations for the town. 
Um, Timu asked Peter if he thinks Anna will play this year, and that and tells Peter that he's been drinking, and this is something that Peter didn't like. He has no idea what's going on there. So we hop back to the man on the train, um, and he's younger than he appears, and he's apparently also very good at his job. When Maya goes to the bathroom, bathroom, he offers to watch her guitar, and as soon as she leaves, he opens it up, and this is when you know he ain't good. Um, he no good. He is no good. He sees a photo of her family, and he thinks, "quote After that, after everything that happened to this family, they still wear clothes with the bear on them." And then we find out he a journalist, <laughs> and he's That's... heading to Bear Town to stir the pot. Fuck! I hate that. That's just so unethical. I it, can't it really stand is. him. But he knows that it's unethical too. Yes. And he's like, mm, yes. I hope my mom, my fucked. daughter doesn't get mad at me. Um, we find out that his daughter is also a journal- journalist. She is the editor in chief at the Hyad paper, and she has apparently uncovered a scandal that she wants her dad to help her report because no one is as ruthless as her dad. Um, apparently the quote whole existence of the club is based based on financial criminality so that's interesting mm-hmm. for bear town mm-hmm. <laughs> there's yeah. that um and he realizes that many of the guilty men are too smart to add their name but he keeps saying one name on all of the documents that have been signed mm-hmm. and that name is peter anderson of course it is Mateo wakes up in his neighbor's basement because, of course, <laughs> classic Mateo, he be creeping. He had a dream about his sister um, and he makes sure he takes a few sips of stolen moonshine before he leaves. As his one sis- does. His parent- as, as you do. <laughs> I'm already sleeping here, so I might as well steal their booze, too. <laughs> the guns are still locked up, too, by the way. Ugh, this is not... I'm not getting good vibes here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, his parents are still not home. And we find out that a little bit more about his sister and that she used to argue with her parents about God. Mateo over time has now has little faith, but he never argues with his parents about it. Um, his sister is the only person that ever talked to Mateo, we find out. And eventually she was like, I got to blow this pop stand. Peace out. I'll come back for you. Um, Mom is mentally ill, but I promise I'm coming back. Um, She said that she was going to get rich and all of this stuff. Obviously, that doesn't happen. Um, Mateo's also mad at his dad because his dad's not powerful, rich or a hockey man. Um, and that his sister would have gotten the help she needed if he was any of those things. It really makes um, you wonder why they're in Beartown. Why are you in Beartown? I know. Why are you They just move. Um, so he's thinking that if it was for his, if his dad could have been any of those things, that she would still be alive and people would have believed her, which is interesting kind of leaves this off it's kind of like ominous but he just says that god can't save anyone here in bear town because that's not what people believe in here Amon is running but he cannot escape the voices in his head he knows that 
they all wish he was Kevin, and they only let him be Amit if he wins, which must be an absolutely fucking garbage mm-hmm. feeling. Um, everyone said he was too small for the NHL, so his solution was to hit the gym hard, which is what he was doing. Um, once he fell and he hurt his wrist, but he didn't say anything to anyone because he felt like he had the weight of the town on his shoulders and didn't want to show any sort of like weakness. Um, at a game, he takes a blow to his wrist that hurts him so bad that painkillers, which I'm guessing is like Advil and whatever, aren't helping. So he buys some booze. And so the beginning of Ahmet going downhill happens. Mm-hmm. Um, when the recruiters slash agents are calling they remind Amit of Kevin's dad trying to buy his silence they give him that creep feeling so he's not Mm -hmm. he does he's not down for it he just like turns off his Mm -hmm. phone he doesn't want to talk to any of them um and if Amit makes a mistake now he's so good that's gotten to the point where if Amit makes a mistake his teammates mock him for it and he's feeling imposter syndrome like to the max which is absolutely yeah. insane. How do they yeah. expect this kid to like, it's just, they've got all these expectations for him. Like he's so good now that his teammates mock him when he makes a mistake. Like, it's like mm-hmm. they, they're they like envious of him because he's so good. And they're just mm-hmm. like, way to miss that one. And he's like, but what about the 7,000 other things I did? Like that just fucking sucks. Yeah. Uh, Fatima tells him that Tails spoke about Amit to her in the grocery store as if Amit was a product with a barcode. Um, on it, Amit looks some stuff up online and he finds out something along the lines like if he gets drafted, Beartown would receive $300,000. Like there's some sort of payout to the club mm-hmm. as well. Is that normal? Yeah. Um, well, yes, I would assume so because a lot of t- players, obviously, when they get drafted, they don't go right into the NHL. They still are developing because they're only like 18 years old when they get picked. Okay. So they go back to like their home clubs or wherever and, like, and they play them. yes to can probably aid in their development but yes okay um maya and the journalists are chatting she tells him that hockey guys are always overcompensating like we were talking about earlier from her he thinks that he learns that through ramona peter still had influence in the club so he's just building a case against peter um and then we learned too that when peter went to see amit he wanted to help because he knew about the booze then but amit thought that he was sent by tails and he's angry and that night amit decides to get pills instead of just booze so he's he's very much on the decline um and I'm pretty sure that Maya has PTSD, like 100%. Going back to Beartown mm-hmm. is very traumatic for her. Like reliving yeah. it all is just bringing back all the memories. Mm-hmm. And she wonders, this is not for the first time that we've read in this series, but she wonders if he, if Kevin's still scared and if he still thinks about mm-hmm. how he pissed his pants and she hopes that he is. Like she hopes that yeah. he feels the way that she still feels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we find out a little more about Mateo's bigger sister who had a sneaky little butterfly tattoo which same you got a butterfly tattoo uh yeah I do where <laughs> do I know um, about on, it on my stomach what like on my hip 
I don't know about this one. You know, like when you get tattoos in high school and you're not supposed to, there's reasons why you're like, yeah. don't get tattoos under yeah. a certain age. Yeah. It's that. That's the reason. Anyways. Why don't I know about that one, though? But she likes her butterfly tattoo because she <laughs> likes the representation of the butterfly's wings flapping can cause a storm on the other side of the world kind of like symbolism. Um, obviously, Mateo hides this photo of his sister. Um, we find out that she was struggling with substance abuse and substance use. Um, and we find out that Mateo acted like a buffer between both sides of his family, trying to keep things smooth with his parents and then also keeping things smooth with his um, sister. But in turn, this has really hurt his heart. Apparently, his sister told them that, hey, I'm going to go stay at this church for troubled kids. And then she's like, tricked you. And I left the country. And that was two and a half <laughs> years ago. were like, yeah, you're why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you initiate this effort on your own? This sounds 100% like something you would do. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Idiots. Mateo thinks that, I think maybe he got this thinking from his sister as well, because she did not seem very positive at all. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he kind of like likens that life is a cruel lottery um and he has a lot of like what if and if only questions like if only I hadn't been born in Beartown or hadn't been brought to Beartown by my parents or if I hadn't had my parents as my parents would I be in this situation kind of thing just a lot of woe is me Mm -hmm. um and again he's just wondering why nobody has fought for his sister so it's not gonna end well. I don't think he is very. Yeah, he's 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 got the feelings. He's like um, mm-hmm. lashing out at everyone else. Mm-hmm. He's um. One day, a random guy shows up in the stands. He's watching Ahmed, and he keeps coming back. And we find out that his name is Lev, or Leave. Which would you say? Um, it's Russian. I found out. It's I think it's, it's like Lev. Lev. Live. Mm-hmm. How do you know it's a Russian? I looked it up last night and I was like, what uh, is this name? <laughs> uh, okay. okay. And then so it the makes name... more sense when you, the way he talks because he's always yeah. like, so yes? that's how you no. say yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So his name is Lev and he is a quote trash bandit from Sked, uh, which are a group of people who took over a scrapyard and lived there. Question mark. Sounds good. <laughs> Okay. Sounds good. Um, sounds like a trashy place to live. But um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> noise. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, thought about that one all week. Just kidding. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Anyway, just pretend about that. Love keeps coming back, and one day the girl who Amit buys from says she's not allowed to sell to him anymore. So the next time he says he sees Lev at the stands, he confronts him. He's like, "Who do you think you are, my dad?" And Lev's like, no, how do you say friend? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, he wants to help him. And then he speaks to Amit in his mother's language. And this is how he gets him. Hook, line, and sinker, I think. Because he creates mm-hmm. this sentiment and this closeness and this, like, 
I'm the only one who understands you. Look at me. I'm speaking your mother's like tongue. Fuck. So anyway, Lev and Arm, Lev and Almut start to form a relationship. He says if he's in pain, he'll get him proper pills, and he feels understand understood mm. by Lev. Fuck. Mm. Uh, Timu mm. and Peter are in the car. Timu is busy on his phone. He says that there's they've changed the first game to be Bear, Bear Town versus Head, which is like a big deal, of I guess. They did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot of rumors going on right now. There apparently, apparently, allegedly, there allegedly. is talk that the clubs might merge, which is causing quite a stir. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, this would be a gain for Tails, but not really for anyone else. So everyone, it's 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 very touching, touchy subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter tells Timu that he can be a tool or a weapon for this town now, and he says that he, it, like, that's what Peter says to Timu, and then Timu says to Peter that he sounds like her, which is cute. And Lev is now managing Amit, so that's cool. Keep that in mind. And Ugh. the journalist gets to Beartown, meets his daughter. He's certain that Peter had something to do with everything. This was something that was interesting as well. I wrote down this quote, quote, Baritown is using its politically correct image as a shield to guard against all scrutiny. So as a perfect marketing tactic, they took the rape against Maya and turned that, like, spun it into, like, we're doing the right thing. Kevin's not on the team anymore. And then they've got that all-girls team, so we're doing the right thing. And then they're support- they've got the daycare, so they're supporting kids. They're doing the right thing. Mm. And they're just turning, like that quote says, their politically correct image. Mm-hmm. As if they can't do anything wrong. Yeah. Mm. True. Ugh. Ugh. E. It's sketchy. Like the the it's brochures sketchy. even say like do the right thing. Yes. Right support thing. Bear Town. Yeah. It's easy to support Bear Town. Do yeah. the right thing. Yeah. And it's like, the right thing. <laughs> thankfully, Johnny does come home for dinner. Um, but they pretend that 10 30 p.m. is a normal time to eat dinner, even though everybody <laughs> is completely exhausted. <laughs> Um, their 17-year-old daughter, Tess, ends up taking charge, makes dinner, tells Hannah to go and, like, take a shower, relax, and Hannah even sometimes cries about how much responsibility Tess has had to take on over the years. Um, then we learn a little bit more about their family dynamic. Tobias, the older brother, and then Ted, the younger brother, both play hockey, but Ted is much much better at hockey but they don't kind of discuss that at all they kind of just are like no Tobias is better because he's older but it's not true at all um they are angry because they don't want to train in bear town um but um Tobias kind of starts picking on him because he does really want to see Amit play um so this turns into fisticuffs between the two um, so you can kind of see how the brother dynamic is alive and well in that family. Um, and then ruckus. phones, yeah, ruckus. And then, of course, Tess is the one who b- breaks it up. Um, then everybody's phones start buzzing and then they all see what it is. It's the Bear Town sign decorated with green scarves and it's spray painted. Our rank is our rank. Go home, bitches. Bitches. I know you'd love it. And then 
Tobias's only remark is, see, they hate us. So he knows that there's going to be trouble. So after Benji's dad died by suicide, the town made up all these crazy rumors about why. And if you ask Audrey, people are just stupid. That's just her excuse for everything. And she prefers animals. And I wrote, same though. Honestly. Same though. We're on the same page, Audrey. So Audrey, I got I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you. Um, She's in the forest uh, because there's been a lot of cleanup and damage at her place. The dogs start barking and Audrey knows why. She can read all of their barks. And this time it's the older dogs barking because they're happy. Because Benji's home. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy. I started crying just as soon as they, she started talking about how the dogs knew. It was, it was like my eyes started welling Aww. up. I'm like, oh my god. That's cute. I cried once during this part, and um, I'll tell you when. But okay. Benji is home. He's on a bike. No one asks him where he gets the bike from. I'm only mentioning okay. it. I didn't write it down, but it like shows up later. Um, Maya gets a ride home with one of her old neighbors. She's shocked at how bad the damage is from the storm. She wasn't expecting it to be so bad. We go back and forth here. So to say the least, Benji's entire family, including the dogs, are very happy to see him after two years. They all do their classic, give him shit and tell him how much they he, they love him in the same breath. Um, Maya gets home. She goes inside. She finds her dad attempting to tie his tie. She says hi, and he doesn't hear her at first. It's almost as if he, he it's like he's imagining it's like it. a memory. He he's yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's really happy that she's home. She tells him that she's back for Ramona's funeral, but for him, which was like really sweet. Um, and then her mom comes home and she's happy too. That night, Benji breaks into the Beartown ice rink and he is struck by childhood memories everywhere. He finds a pair of skates his size and remembers everything about how it felt to play hockey and how it will never feel the same without Kevin which sucks for him. Like he's grappling with that a lot. Um, He's also thinking a lot about how he had to go across the world where they didn't know what hockey was just to get away. And he still didn't get away. Let's be honest. Why so mm-hmm. sad? Why so I sad? just, uh, just this part. I was honestly like bawling at Are this. You? His writing is so good. And like, yeah. so like, relatable I was just like feeling brokenhearted I feel like I have felt like how Frederick had described this part and I'm like it like took my breath away anyways sorry continue so I'm I'm like saying something I'm probably not doing it justice it was very emotional he was skating Mm -hmm. alone in a dark arena like somewhere Mm -hmm. that he had spent some of the most pivotal parts of his life and he just left like he just left hockey Mm -hmm. and bear town and now he's back like that's Mm -hmm. weird um the next morning Matteo finds his bike by the ice rink although it is fixed which is good but he's mad because quote hockey guys think that everything belongs to them oh Matteo (laughs) all right so now we kind of find out what happened to Amit Lev is the one who tells Amit to stop playing because of his injury because he he says to him, he kind of like pulls at his heartstrings saying like, well, who's going to buy your mom that dishwasher she wants if you can't play? Uh. So Amit 
I guess, during a practice or something, ends up fighting a teammate, which Bobo steps in um, and stops them. Ama is just acting rude and entitled ever since he had this lev is in his life um he even says um this is a shit team and it's nothing without me i'm gonna be in the nhl um and what is he gonna do work at the supermarket the factory or be a mechanic and he says that to bobo which fucking rude that's his bff mm-hmm. rude that is loose butthole (laughs) that is really loose butthole (laughs) that is not loose buttholing everywhere honestly Um, honestly omit uh you need to get mac on the tight butthole train jeez okay (laughs) um bobo walks away and omit doesn't play the remaining games and that's when the rumors start to fly but we find out that they're not really rumors because for a time he believed that he was better than everybody else lev keeps telling them telling omit that he'll never be enough for the people of bear town omit ghosts everybody and he feels like he no longer owes bobo an apology in fact like bobo is part of the problem um peter even tries to intervene and warn omit and kind of curb his expectations of the nhl and the nhl draft um and that he won't be a high pick um obviously this omit is already not in a good headspace so this is uh he's just mad he's just a mad person and Peter just tries and like at least talk to this guy like I know some people and Amit's just like nah I only need Lev he believes in me like what are you gonna do nothing essentially brainwashed he's brainwashed Mm -hmm. yes and then he tries to at least give him some advice and he just says okay well if you're not gonna listen to me at least when you get there go work out at the gym eat right because scouts and teams care about that shit um the next day lev sends a new dishwasher and tells him to tell his mother that you're buying the um dishwasher with your first nhl check Amit um, had assumed that Lev was also going to be coming with him to the States, um, but he finds out that he isn't, but he knows a guy and everything's set up. Don't listen to Peter. Just follow my guy around. He'll, you'll be okay. Turns out that guy's Lev is shitty and apparently he needs money from Amit every day to bribe people to get into the conference hall and there's actually no interviews set up unlike lev said there would be and he kind of just is like see ya i got your money bye now so mm-hmm. amit is essentially left alone mm-hmm. um, unsavory amit. character mm-hmm. unsavory no salt no pepper so Amit had taken Peter's advice at least and was working out in the gym and a guy noticed him and he asks if Amit has time for an interview and at the end of the interview the guy says hey by the way tell Peter I said hello and he told me to keep an eye out for you obviously this pisses Amit off but um he just 
starts thinking right away that Lev is right and it's their game, their rules. Um, and he's not picked. He's blames everything essentially on Peter still. Um, and he calls Lev to tell him all of this. And he's like, listen, I got a friend in Russia. You come back. We'll go and you go play in Russia. Um, it runs into Peter's guy again, um, and he apologizes, um, and he says, like, no hard feelings, though. We just don't do business the way your uncle wants to. Question mark? Uncle? What the heck? Um, his parting <clears throat> words are kind of just like, work hard and get Peter to find you a real agent and come back next year. So this is when Amit starts to flounder and calls Lev and asks him, what have you done? You fucked everything up, essentially, because he realizes, puts two and two together, that yeah. uncle is Lev. Um, and, and that Lev's not that... really in his corner. Mm, 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 He's no. in his corner for the money. For his... He wants that money in his pocket. He a profit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his response essentially is after everything I've done to you, you can't talk to me that way, essentially. Um, of course, this leads Amit to drink and he cries and cries. He calls his mom, who ends up having to borrow money to get him home, which he oh. feels even worse, worse about. So he drinks more and more. And then the guy from the gym, Peter's guy, knocks again in the morning. But he's immediately put off by Amit's hangover and the smell of alcohol from his room. Um, he's kind of just like, even like steps up, takes a step back and is like, ick. Um, and he says, get yourself together. Peter says that you're the best player he's ever seen. So don't make him a liar. After running to his mother during the storm, he starts running again, and this time he texts Bobo and says, I need help. Of course, Bobo comes, and Amit is ready with a thousand excuses, but they don't need that because they're best friends. <laughs> yeah. Bobo, they kind of just like start off where they were. He says that they miss him at practice, and they end up running till they puke. Um, Bobo is admiring the lupines um, because they were his mother's favorite. The lupins? Lupines? Lupins? 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 Um, and then he says that lupins are just like you, Amit. You grow up in a ditch and nothing can stop you. Which... <laughs> um, Amit knows that he can't ask Bobo to go to the team and ask for him back he has to talk to Zach Hell himself so he's gotta work up the courage but right now he's fat mm -hmm. he needs to lose some weight he needs to get fit again okay you ready for this this is a big big long one mm -hmm. Mateo's sister warned him to stay away from the hockey guys he loved and respected his sister so he stayed away from them but she didn't so Back long. To you. That was the longest. <laughs> that know. was the longest chapter I've ever heard. I was I buckled up and ready to go. I know. So I just, Peter I'm just taking quick notes. <laughs> I'm like over it. <laughs> I'm over it at this point. Okay. Peter's grieving Ramona, obviously, but he's also so happy that Maya is home. Um, and then he notices the same car from yesterday. The passenger door opens. It's Lev. 
And I he says, he hey. smells. Yeah, I feel like he's like got like crazy. chest hair coming up. Yeah, and he's he got a big like, belly. He smells like yeah, meat like, and like grease. And like... Oh, he smells like that girl from that book that we just read. Noelle. Ew, <laughs> no, live together. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I feel like hers was like a feminine vibe though. And his would be like gross unwashed Peter vibe. <laughs> Cheesy dick. okay so lev emerges from the car he says hey thanks for calling your friend at the draft but too bad it didn't help though peter then realizes himself that this is the uncle that his friend was telling him about and um he lets him know that he saw him and Timu together and he informs Peter that Ramona owed him a bunch of cash Ola, mm. and he's just like you know what I'll make it easy for you I'll take the bearskin great Ugh. deal great deal great mm-hmm. deal mm-hmm. <laughs> they kind of fight a little bit about Amit and Peter says that he's not the one that wants anything from Amit but he wants something from Amit Lev does mm-hmm. um and then um, he says that he's only charitable to the kids that are good. Lev responds in that um, he should maybe be talking to his wife about everything that's going on, which obviously enrages Peter. And he's like, what are you trying to say about me? And then he's like, your wife's a lawyer, right? Like, this is a legal issue. Ramona owes me money. He's like, get her name out of your mouth. Get my wife's name out of your mouth. Get get my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Out your motherfucking mouth. (laughs) He pulls a Will Smith, yes. He pulls a Will Smith. Um, He tells him to get out of here. Don't you come back near my family. Don't come back here again. And you'll never get the bear skin. So after after Peter stands up to them and these people leave... Peter doesn't know who to call. He's just standing there with his phone in his hand. And in the end, he calls Timu, which is interesting. BFS! <laughs> They're BFS mm-hmm. now. So we find out from Timu that apparently this Lev guy has tried to buy the bearskin before um, because he needs legal cover. He's obviously nefarious. Um, and then Timu kind of puts two and two together that Ramona had been using her own money to help out one of the pack members mom because the pack member was in jail because of an assault and timu tells peter to like like these aren't the type of people you deal with but he's like these aren't the type of people you deal with we'll we'll deal with this don't mm-hmm. you like argue mm-hmm. with me essentially and t- peter i love this i just had to put it in i don't think it's really important but i just love how peter's like okay well be careful yeah. and timu's like uh you know who you're talking to right um peter is so like oblivious almost like because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he is good at his core the way that maya had yes. said I, I didn't write that down but i think that maya had said to the journalist my dad is the most like mm. rule follower that i know yes. or something along those mm-hmm. lines yeah and we can really yeah. see that peter is like that like be careful mm-hmm. <laughs> okay then we we kind of we leave that chapter off by timu saying why are you angry i can see it in your eyes so i guess 
they can all like pick up on this like darkness in the eyes kind of thing. And he explains that he had mentioned Kira and then Timu says, people not, might not believe me, but there's a bit of dog in you. So Peter's got the some dog in Mm-hmm. Peter's got the dog in him. All right. Johnny and Sam are getting ready to go to the Beartown Ice Rink. Hannah feels that Tess is too good for their family. So there's this really weird guilt dynamic between Hannah with her eldest daughter. Uh, suddenly their van is speeding towards them. Johnny's like, what the fuck? And Anna has arrived. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. And she's like, I also looked underneath your uh, hood. You really need to get that checked out. And Johnny's like, felt like he wasn't a man. So he was all like, I'm, I got it. Even though he has no idea what he's doing. Um, Hannah invites Anna in, but Anna looks at Tess and sees that she is the type of girl that doesn't like girls like Anna. She feels like mm-hmm. she is a, quote, tramp visiting a castle. So she leaves and she's like, I just want to give you your van. I'm going to run home. Bye. I need the I need the exercise because I need the yeah. exercise because I hurt my I have an injury. Oh, what did you do? I kicked you gun in the head. <laughs> As one does. As one does. Um, and then Tess thinks that Anna is the type of daughter that Hannah should have. So classic Beartown vibe. Everyone feels guilty. Everybody feels the opposite about everything. Nobody talks. Nobody <laughs> Nobody talks. There's no communication. <laughs> Everybody just has all these um, big feelings and keeps it to himself. I'm not done. Oh, I'm not done. Oh, sorry. Right. I'm right, not right, done. Right, right. That's not the end <laughs> of that done. chapter. Um, Slow your roll, beach. So... We find out that when Zakel asked Bobo to be the assistant coach, she told him that she needed him to do all the people stuff. She's not good with that. She's good with the logistics of hockey. That's her job. Um, Bobo tells her that he's seen Amit and that she should call him. And she really doesn't grasp this concept and she won't do it. There's that whole, they use a um, mule instead of a horse. They use the mm. saying like you can you can lead a mule to the water, but you can't make it drink. So Zakel said she's trying to find out who's who's a mule. So she won't mm-hmm. call Ahmed. He needs to come back and he needs to be ready and he needs to want to do it. That's her thing. Um, quote, the only gut feeling Zakel worries about is diarrhea. <laughs> Which I just laughed so hard at that. <laughs> honestly, that's actually probably a good motto to live by. <laughs> honestly, honestly. Frig. Okay. Um, Zakel thinks that her job isn't to nurture an individual, but to win games, which essentially it is. She's just like the the like shaved down version of a coach without mm-hmm. any of like the yes. mushy stuff. She's just like I said, yeah. like she's on logistics. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she actually thinks it might be too late for Ahmed as well. Um, Johnny feels bad about leaving the kids with Tess at the ice rink. Tess tells him that all his shouting at Ted affects him on the ice, which Johnny did not realize. And suddenly it's like, oh, shit, maybe I am influencing my child playing hockey. Um, And Johnny doesn't feel like he's a good enough dad. Classic theme throughout the book. And after hearing Frederick speak, I feel like it's also like probably a classic theme in his life, which is why Mm -hmm. we see it so much. Mm -hmm. Um, Amit goes to the rink. He almost asks Zakal if he can join again. He almost calls Bobo. 
he brings a bottle of booze out into the forest and we don't know if he almost drinks it or not not almost for him a lot of almost Anna is cleaning up after her dad and Maya is walking down the road and they don't even say hi they just fall back into step like normal yeah um Anna tells Maya that he is sober today for the funeral tomorrow um Maya's wondering and had thought that he was doing better but we find out that when Anna won the competition the only way he knows how to celebrate is to drink and she's feeling like it's his her fault again mm-hmm. um Anna or a classic um Maya apologizes sorry I haven't been calling as much and Anna's just like you're here who cares um yes she's very like logical like yes yes exactly (laughs) he's like not she doesn't have the heart that Maya has I'm right here I haven't called yeah Yeah. I'm right here like I miss you I'm right here Uh, I haven't called who cares you're here now like (laughs) yeah I honestly just don't care this makes Maya think how do people live without an Anna and I said Caitlin you're my Anna you're my Anna too yeah um uh, Anna informs Maya that Hied is worse off than Bear Team and that their team Oh, their oh, sorry. team. Their, no, sorry. I meant to say than their town, like other oh. than worse off than Bear Town. Like they were hit harder by the storm. Um, she explains to uh, Maya that the Hied team has to train at our rank. And dad says that everyone's pissed and it's only going to get worse. And Maya can see that Anna now hates Hied a little bit more now after Vidar's passing. I don't blame her. Um, That's legit. Mm -hmm. So Maya kind of changes the subject and says, so Timu was with my dad today? (laughs) Um, And Maya knows that Anna has spent a lot of time with the pack um, because they're the only people who knows how she feels about Vidar and Maya's life essentially is too busy Anna's like, P.S. He had hockey is probably going to close too. So get ready. <laughs> There's something going on. They eventually just change the subject. And Anna's like, Are you going to carry that thing around? Or are you going to play for me? She plays guitar for Anna and the dogs. And Anna says, like, Hey, what are you thinking about? Maya is truthful. And she tells her that she's thinking about radicalization. And how everyone in Beartown thinks that they're acting in self-defense, which is very interesting. They're always acting as a reaction, never like part of the problem. Mm-hmm. That is, in a nutshell, what's wrong with society? <laughs> yes. This is actually short. So Hog knows that his wife would have been super proud of Bobo, which is cute. Um, Timu comes to visit Hog. They are friends. They've been friends. The pack helped him a lot after um, and Katrine died. So they're but kind of buddy-buddy. Like, Hog will do work for him and whatever. And Timu asks for a favor. And Hog says, is it a favor for you or is it a favor for the pack? And Timu says, it's a favor for me. And Hog says, I'll do anything for you. 
Antonia says, I want to borrow one of those vehicles out front. And I love this next chapter. <laughs> I do too. So we're at Lev's scrapyard. We're with the trash bandits. There's a man in a suit. We find out it's the man who owns the funeral partner, and he is mm-hmm. clearly scared shitless. And <laughs> he got a call saying that his car would be here at Lev's? Question mark? And this causes Lev to run inside his house, and inside there are three empty beer glasses from the bearskin, and they've left a hearst in the middle of his front yard. <laughs> <laughs> Gotcha. Love that one. The subtleties, mm-hmm. you know? Sorry, I got the We're almost there. We're almost there. People. I know, I know, I know. Okay, the truce between Beartown and Hied comes to an end today. Just as test expected, the ice rink is fucked. Parents are acting like assholes to children. Anybody from Hied is not welcome, nor do they feel welcome. And that is actually bananas. Um,. There's a bit of a stampede and Tess gets trampled along with her brothers. A boy wearing a green sweater pulls her and her brothers out and brings them to a change room. That boy is Bobo! Hey, um, that boy. That boy. Ted knows who Bobo is, of course. And Bobo's a little flattered until he realizes that he knows who Bobo is because he asks if Ahmed is here. <laughs> <laughs> i know you're like bffs with him so like is yeah. Ahmed here though <laughs> yeah um he's embarrassed and he blushes around tess and i love this i love this little budding romance so much <laughs> um tess ends up going onto the ice and tells her brothers to go into the change room stay there don't make a fuss whatever um when she goes onto the ice a woman grabs her a Beartown woman grabs her and tells her that she can't skate. And her brother hears about this happening and all hell breaks loose. There's like a massive fight. He runs out. Shit just hits the fan. And it keeps mentioning a melee. candles. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it keeps mentioning these candles that get knocked over that were like in a vigil to Ramona. Mm-hmm. But there's no consequence mm-hmm. for the candles yet. Like we haven't heard yeah like is Beartown ice rink going to go up in flames true but like, I would it think probably would have already yeah. happened by now right yes yeah because yeah. we have the next day so like why mm-hmm. why 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 candles why maybe candles? a translation or something maybe or maybe it's like dishonoring Ramona or something like yeah I, I don't guess know they take it Frederick's as a... usually more direct than that anyway yeah um well, maybe we'll find out maybe Bobo breaks up the fight he gets Tess and her brothers out again her dad shows up and he is pissed uh she can tell that he needs she tells him rather like he wants to go in and fight but she's like it's your job right now to get all the kids out of here like we all need to go you can't just defend us you need Mm -hmm. to protect everyone so he calls his fireman buds and all the cars show up and all the kids are able to go and then we find out that it's Bobo who's blocking the door so that no one can get out into the parking lot. Oh, Bobo. It's Bobo. <laughs> I love that guy so much. I know, he's just got such a good little heart. Mm-hmm. Tails hears about the fight and runs over to the arena, but 
it's after the fight. He is clearly anxious and the caretaker tries to calm him down by saying, you know, this isn't the first fight that's been here at the arena. Um, But Tails responds that there is more risk now. And now there are politicians involved and um, worried about the trouble of closing one team. And then the politicians have proposed closing both teams down and making a new club with a new name and this is not gonna be good but apparently not good (laughs) (laughs) apparently tails has promised the counselors that there wouldn't be any violence and it won't be an issue and i'm like uh well you're dumb tails did you not grow up in bear town fuck he knows he knows oh he knows he just wants that money he's he's playing the violin he's playing the fiddle right alongside them the tiny violin Mm-hmm. <laughs> um he's now he's upset with timu and his peasants and how is he going to explain this riot that just broke out tails is thinking we need to find a replacement for Ahmet, um or the e or the a team is only going to have their goalie to save them we find out the goalie's name is mumble and he's quite good um people have respected him um because he has stepped into Vidar's role, done well, and keeps quiet. And like any good player, he has the darkness inside of him. The council thought Tails would be happy. He's like, yeah, right. I wanted to shut down Hied, not us. He's then, this is a think, thinking and a personal reflection. He's saying if they change the whole club and the name, he's going to lose his whole identity, which is the problem with these people. Mm-hmm. This is the issue. Mm-hmm um and then he approaches mumble and says i'm gonna give you a ride home i just want to make sure that you get home safe because of all this shenanigans going on and he's wondering if mumble knows that that isn't true either interesting garbaggio tails Mm -hmm. is a villain in this book he's a big old Mm -hmm. villain okay johnny and hannah are fighting someone called the police when the fight broke out at the ice rink, but the police said they didn't have enough resources to come unless someone was hurt. And Johnny is fucking pissed because it was adults who started this. And essentially, Hannah's trying to be like, call off your friends. Call off your friends. Like, stop. You got, you can't do this. We need to, like, play, play it even. You can't do this. So he eventually does call off all of his friends for whatever retaliation they were going, they were preparing to do. Mm-hmm. Ahmet didn't come to training. However, Tess texts Bobo and then they chat on the phone. Yay! Bobo! Tess! I love it so much. I love it so much. Um, And then we also find out that it wasn't Tobias that started the fight at the club. It was actually Ted. But Tobias took the fall for him because he knew how much more important hockey is to Ted. Yes. Yes. Interesting. So obviously Mumble would rather take the bus home than get a ride home from Tails. But he knows better to refuse a ride from somebody so influential. Which sucks. Um, Obvious. Yes. Yeah. Um 
obviously Tails talks the whole way um, and he tells Mumble that he uses him as an example and says that no one in head he had could see your talent and you'll see one day we'll have an airport and an art gallery and a really big hockey school like he's thinking that if the bear town rises to the top then they'll have the best town in their country so he asks if the players are also talking about the rumors about the club mumble just nods his head and mumbles (laughs) obviously he's worried himself but he would never show it he's worried that he'll if the teams merge he'll just get put down to the bottom again essentially tirade continues and we find out that tails just needed a reason to drive to Hied because of course and he drops off mumble and he takes his time driving around and then he also needs a business uh he also needs a favor from a business partner that happens to live in Hied um tails then calls the police to report that his car had just been vandaled hmm but he just didn't mention it that he did it himself what a flipping twat mm -hmm. he then gets a call from the local reporters the journalist and her dad are the only ones left working she gets a tip that tails car has been vandalized in hid her dad is still trying to uncover the scandal. He went through all of the annual accounts and thinks that things are missing. Essentially, they're trying to figure out who's responsible. Quote, the council owns the ice rink. The members own the hockey club, but the sponsors have the money. I just wrote that down because that kind of like summarized all of everybody's mm-hmm. responsibility. Um, She calls Tails. She asks about the vandalism. And then she asks about the club's finances. Just like sneaky sneaks that in there. And he gets upset. He was not expecting that, and he does not like that. Um, Her dad can tell that the money the club says is coming in from the factory sponsor is more than what is actually coming in. Essentially, he thinks that money laundering is happening. There was, I don't know if this is where we find out there was, like, some stuff with the land and stuff, too. I didn't really understand it, but you can tell that it's, like, not great. It's not Not a good look. Not good. Um... And apparently, if shit were to hit the fan, it would be Peter and Tails that would be the first to go to jail. We're back with Mateo, and his parents just returned. Um, He's thinking about how he just wants to be happy for once, um, and he notices that his parents act like they've just come back from the store or something. Like, there's no interaction by the sounds of it. Um, we kind of get a glimpse into this kind of fantasy world that his mom lives in. She suggests that he calls a friend. This enrages him internally. He would never externalize this um, because he has never had a friend. But of course, he agrees and goes outside. Um, he thinks about his sister some more. And he remembers about the times that his mother would pray so loudly for his sister's soul that she stopped coming home altogether. Um, He used to go to her closet for comfort. And one time he found her diary and that's how he found out everything. Um, Mm. And this is how he knows that she wasn't wasn't killed by a drug overdose but she was actually murdered in bear town so is that what you got um, from that 
yeah oh like, oh oh like her soul was yes yes oh, yes exactly. sorry i was like wait yes. what did i miss something no 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 like yes. her like her, the people of bear town like murdered her mm -hmm. she mm -hmm. had to leave to escape mm -hmm. it wasn't the drugs that killed her mm -hmm. um his parents are so ashamed of his sister that they won't even hold the funeral at their regular church um, and that they will continue to pretend that she's alive and continue and has just been traveling. The reason why um, his sister wouldn't tell anybody is because nobody would believe her and because her own mother doesn't even believe her. Um, then Mateo's kind of reflecting and realizing that if Maya's small ounce of ret retribution only took like everything in their lives what chance did his sister even have and like the tiny bit of retribution that she did get was that kevin left that's it there mm -hmm. was no charges mm -hmm. and then this is when mateo decides that he needs to avenge his sister since his parents will not it's ramona's funeral obviously everyone attends Benji is feeling hella awkward. He is getting that vibe, which you and I can both relate to, where he immediately wishes that he did not come home and that he did not come to this event because people are looking at him and he doesn't want to be there. Know that mm -hmm. feeling. And mm -hmm, people don't even mm -hmm. look at me and I still don't want to be there. Mm -hmm. No, no. It's a no for me, dog. It's a no for me, dog. Um, We find out a little bit of his travels. He's met a lot of people. He met a woman who spoke the language from his home and a man with a boat who he stayed with for a while. Essentially, he just met these great people, but would still leave them like he's not <clears throat> the type to stick around. He wasn't he's not looking for roots like but he is, mm -mm. you know, it's just weird. Once anybody like kind of showed him yeah. something back, he was like, Eat, gotta go. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Like the man on the boat, I think like he probably could have fallen in love with him, but he was like, mm -hmm. Mm -mm, bye, mm -mm. bye, I can't have this, yeah. it's too good. Um, suddenly the pack is yelling for Benji and he's nervous, but they are so excited to see him and they treat him normally and it's exactly what Benji needed. Oh. Hmm. Yay. Okay. Benji, we're almost done. John Oh my god, oh my god. Okay, Johnny's on the phone with his old boss, Alphabet Soup guy, Bengit, whatever. Um Bengit. Ben Ben Bengit. Okay, so eventually eventually Bengit, whatever <laughs> his name is. Um calms he calms Johnny down again, tells him like their bear people of Bear Town are grieving Ramona, like leave them alone. But also mm -hmm. PS, can you pick up my winter tires from the trash bandits? He does, of course, because Johnny does anything for anybody. Um, and he asks them to look at his van while he's there. But like, just give me the parts because I got to do it because I'm a man. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. He asks Lev what's up with his fence. And Lev responds with, oh, you know, Timu, he likes to send a message. Um, this is when you start noticing that Lev understands maybe Johnny and how he feels about the people of Beartown so he starts weaving his web um he tells Johnny that he doesn't owe him anything because he's a fireman a fireman and also if you need anything just call me hmm. no no you always mm -hmm. pay someone like Lev you never let mm -hmm. them let them mm -hmm. you owe them a favor owe them anything nothing no. no and then johnny 
is wondering and hoping that Beartown has finally picked somebody, a fight with somebody that they can't handle. Hmm. Hoping and wishing and waiting and praying. And Oscar Meyer. Wieners. Wieners. Ooh, I had hot Wieners. dogs and KD the other day. Maybe I'll have that for oh, dinner tonight. Shoot. But it was like my vegan KD, so it's not as good. But it's better than nothing. Better than nothing. Okay. Marriage is waking up every day to the person whose roots have become tangled with your own, which I thought was very poetic of Frederick. Um, the kids are going to the funeral on their own, so it's just PETA. 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 <laughs> now we're in the Hunger PETA. Games. <laughs> so it's just Peter and Kira at the house. Um, Kira feels like she's at the end of the marriage, and that's when Peter tells her that he loves her and holds her hand. So there, in that chapter, it was talking a lot about like how how only when you feel like you're going to be giving up mm -hmm. is when you can like start over again. Yes, that was yeah. the worst way to describe that beautiful thing that Frederick yes. had written. But essentially, you read it. It's fine. If you, if you want the idiot's version, that's it. <laughs> okay so maya and anna walk together um they end up walking past the spot where kevin wet his pants aka where maya held the gun to his head and pulled the trigger mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. maya tells anna that she didn't realize that she'd still be so angry and anna says she dreams of killing kevin all the time um and she also dreams of vidar being alive which is just so sad mm -hmm. um when they get to the funeral area, they run into Benji, and they're all Yay. very excited. They, like, riff and have a nice little time together. Um, he gives Maya the white tie that his sister had given him, which I guess is for family only, and he tells her to give it to her dad, which is very cute. Also, Leo is smoking in secret. <laughs> secret smoker? Okay. Secret smoker? Um, and Maya goes to chase after Leo and Benji and Anna just joke together. What I can't remember. There was like something and he says that something was too gay or something. And it was funny. They have like oh, a little Oh, yes. Yep. I love yep. that. I love that for them. Ruth. No one will know her name. And Mateo is fucking pissed. Uh, they have the funeral. It's small and rushed. Mateo is upset and he goes outside. He sees Leo smoking. Um, Mayo comes to collect Leo and he tosses his cigarette. Mateo picks it up and no one sees the lonely boy smoke it alone. Mateo mm -hmm. and Leo, like he's got something against Leo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He does something going on there. He's got a hate mm -hmm. on for him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. When Peter arrives, Timu had reserved the best parking spot for Peter, which Kira is like, um, excuse me you're hanging up with timu now or <laughs> um he's given benji's white tie and he's like this is for family only and timu says your family so interesting symbolism here this leaves peter wondering where Ooh. his loyalties lie so i feel like there is going to be a push and pull here um peter has his he speaks for the eulogy which is he struggles because this he hates, is when hates i public cried. speaking oh 
Um, he says this is that what got he, me. he misses her like a parent. Um, he's clearly struggling. He looks at um, Timu and Benji and he realizes it's the three, there are three boys without dads. And um, he ends his eulogy by just saying like, Ramona, you were this town. Um, everybody's like heartbroken and Timu breaks the morning with um, a little jab at Ramona saying, well, I guess the beer in heaven's going to be really expensive now. Everybody laughs and everybody's filing out of the church. And of course, Maya is writing how she's feeling and like observing people. But kind of lame. No offense, Frederick. Frederick but... Yeah. Yeah. But she's like, I don't think I'll ever be able to sing this song. It's too much kind of thing. And that's <laughs> it's too how... much. It's too much. In it, though, she's also reflecting on how she can see her parents' marriage falling apart. Mm, so, yes. All right, thanks for sticking with us, you twats. Here's the last chapter. <laughs> Buckle up. Book club twats. Okay. The <laughs> We've lost our um, minds. Okay. The editor does not go to Ramona's funeral because there is no neutral ground for her there. Her dad, however, does go because no one knows who he, he is. And instead, he goes instead of her. Wow. <laughs> can you tell we're almost done it's long it's long he has found something b-i-d the factory town and hockey club were doing some shady land shit that's what i was talking about earlier mm-hmm. selling and buying and buying less and than selling and, and buying than. And, yeah. <laughs> sell high wait sell low sell high buy low that's what they were doing yeah yeah buy low that's what they're doing with each other um there was sales of a training facility, but there is literally no training facility being built. So that's all very confusing. What um, training facility? Yeah. What? And this part, I just got my finger on because this all happened after Peter resigned. So mm-hmm. why was he even signing these is what the editor mm-hmm. thinks. Mm-hmm. But her dad thinks that it started at the top and that Peter had something to do with this. However, I think somebody was mm-hmm. finding Peter's forging name. a signature. Yeah, yeah. forging a sig. Forging mm-hmm. a sig, baby. At first, I thought, like, when this guy came in, sorry, I don't, are you done with your. <laughs> I'm fucking done, man. <laughs> Okay, my quick theory. I thought at first that Peter didn't realize what he was signing and people people were just like, sign this. And he's just like, yeah. okay, whatever. Like I could kind of see he's kind of like, he's smart, but he's kind of aloof to some yeah. things, like details and stuff like that. But like, I think that somebody's been forging tales. I think so too. So too. And is Peter going to go to jail? What? I got what is up with Mateo? I'm still so curious about him. Mm-hmm. Now we know his sister's name, Ruth. So Ruth, yeah. Like we're only 50% mm. done. What else is going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've had two well, obviously... funerals now. Ruth and yeah. Ramona. There's mm-hmm. going to be a death. Yeah. Uh, uh. Who? I don't know. Do you think that Mateo's going to kill Leo? That would be too much for their family. I thought, okay, I thought that Mateo was going to target Leo and then Benji was going to come in and like sacrifice and be the hero. That's what I thought. You really think Benji's going to die, huh? 
I just don't have high hopes for him, but I love him. What if Amit Because dies? he deserves hap. <sighs> Amit. <laughs> you don't want anyone to die. I, I don't want anyone Lev. to die. I could go for Lev. Just yeah, he can die. Snooze. Literally <laughs> him. He could die. Mateo could die. Like any of the core <gasps> <Mateo>! characters. <laughs> they could all die. Any You're of the Mateo? core characters. Any of the core characters, I don't want them to die because I like them, except Tails. He could probably slip, whatever. I don't care because he's obviously his true colors are coming through. But like anybody else is off limits. Do you know how fucking pissed I'd be if Bobo dies? Fuck off. There's no way. Him and Tess born together forever. Yeah, Frederick already says that Bobo has a family and a wife, and like we've already gotten that. I guess. True. So. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody else is going to die. and Someone's going to die. Who's it going to be? Are we all going to be crying here? Well, Probably. we'll find out. Yeah. Okay. okay, well, read the next bit next week or whatever. Okay, goodbye. Sayonara. Whatever. Sayonara. Sayonara. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye.